Welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people who are trying to live their most fulfilling life, which often tends to be on a much different path than it started out on. Whether it was changing careers, getting laid off from a job which sparked their entrepreneurial journey, or breaking through the noise to answer their calling. All of these types of situations and more, but they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at today if they didn't get started. We talk about the why and the how of these getting started moments and the lessons learned along the way. I'm grateful to have you listening in along on this episode, so let's get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in Larry Long Jr., who is the founder and chief energy officer of LLJR Enterprises, which focuses on sales motivation and inspiration, as well as team trainings. He is the host of the Midweek Midday Motivational Minute, and also co-founder and lead instructor of the Sales Allies, an online sales training course and supportive community designed to uplift the sales community. As a former college athlete, he played uh, baseball for University of Maryland, Larry is extremely passionate about coaching and helping professionals take their game to the next level. And I've been wanting to have Larry on the podcast for a while. He's local to me here in the Raleigh area, and I just love his enthusiasm, his positivity, Uh, He has so much energy, and you'll see that and hear that in the uh, podcast episode today. So love this wide-ranging conversation we had, and I hope you do as well. So without further ado, please welcome in Larry Long Jr. Larry, glad to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks for joining. Come on now, B.O. What's up, Brian? Happy to be here, man. Dude, I know we have so many connections. We live locally to one another for those listening in, Um, but we never met in person, which is you know, how things go, but obviously we overlap in the sales world a lot. Uh, we know a lot of uh, similar folks. So this will be a fun conversation. And I kind of want to take it on two fronts. I absolutely want to, you know, get into sales. I think, you know, folks getting started either with their own business or in sale, I think there's a lot of uh, things we can chat about there. But I'm actually curious, uh, maybe to start because this is about getting started and, you know, kind of taking a leap in life and kind of going toward maybe things that you have a purpose for. Can you talk about, you just made a very big life decision, you know, in the, in the recent years, um, because you were, you were comfortable like most people, right? You, you were moving up the ranks. You obviously have a lot of insight and knowledge in running sales teams and, and being a part of those organizations. You took a, a leap and said, I'm going to do some stuff on my own. Can you share a little bit about that journey, that thought process, that insight into how that came about? I don't know if you could call it a leap. I, I pretty much took a dive. <laughs> I took a plunge. Yeah. And I picked up the mic full time, Brian. I'm I'm rocking the mic. I've been so fortunate. Just uh I, I I've been talking, I've been speaking my whole life. I used to get in trouble, elementary, middle, high school, college, baseball, basketball. Larry, shut up. <laughs> now I get paid to run my mouth, which And and it's just, we were talking about the coaching. I get to coach uh, sales reps, professionals, entrepreneurs. I get to coach them up and I get to support my family doing it. So I've been doing it part-time for years. And uh, it just got to a point where it was like, hey, if I'm serious about impacting as many people as I can for the positive, I've got to be doing this full-time. And there's a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of doubt. When you're getting a paycheck every two weeks, when you're getting a sales commission check every month, and it's 
is pretty healthy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And you're getting a quarterly bonus. That is so tough to leave. But it's one of those things where in your heart, where you when you know what your purpose is and where you're supposed to be, it's still not easy, but essentially everything happens for a reason. So I've been blessed. Hashtag yeah. too blessed to be stressed, Brian. I yeah. get to <laughs> I get to do what I enjoy, get to do what I love uh, each and every day. And I think they say, if you do what you enjoy, you don't work a day in your life. And that's, I got to pinch myself every day. That, that's uh, that's what's going on. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, there's two things I want to underscore there. And, and the first one being, well, Actually, let me talk with the second one first, and then we'll go back in time. But taking that leap or, you know, plunge, <laughs> large, large jump off the tall building. Um, how did you ultimately, was that a quick decision? And, and what I mean by that, let me give you some context around it is, did you take some time to say, all right, I'm planning on doing this down the line in X amount of months or whatever. So maybe you did start putting some money away. Maybe you did make better decisions. Maybe you did have conversations. Like how did that process work from actually going from one step to the next? Cause I'm assuming it wasn't like one day I'm doing it. I'm assuming there was some planning there. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah there was advanced planning. I mean, my wife and I uh, counsel with my mom, a lot of prayer just uh, in advance. And there was a lot of going back and forth. Do I want to do it? Do I want to make this plunge? Nah, I'm in a comfort, I'm in my comfort zone. I'm just, right. I'm just straight chilling. And uh, I don't know, my mom gave me some advice. She said, Hey, you, um, you need to pray. You need to pray harder to figure out what direction you need to go. And uh, mother knows best. And uh, essentially there was a sign and, that sign was me getting kicked in the behind and pretty much that uh, swift kick to the behind set me free. And it uh, just everything happens for a reason. So, yeah, we had been planning really since 2018. I spoke to a speaking coach in 2018 when it, when I was a hobbyist. Yeah. Uh, his words to me, I'm paraphrasing. Are you stupid or are you dumb? Uh, I had nine corporate speaking engagements, didn't make a dime. And I shared with him, I have a full-time job. I do this because I enjoy helping people. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, when you want to turn your little hobby into a business, you know exactly who to call. And uh, December of 2019 came. I'd done even more engagements in 2019. And my wife said, hey, baby, I love you. But you got to look in the mirror. You tell everyone else to pursue their dream. You tell everyone else to go get it. Yeah. And she used that voice, go get it. <laughs> But look in the mirror. I said, uh oh, yeah. happy wife, happy life. You're right. And uh, if you're married, those are the two best words you can say. You're right. Or yeah. three words. You're right, honey. <laughs> so I took that swift look in the mirror and I said, uh oh, she caught me. <laughs> Guilty as charged. So I got on the phone with that coach and uh, we, uh, we went to work. I had my first paid speaking engagement March the 17th. I'll never forget it. Uh, I'm not Irish, not even black Irish, but uh, that's St. Patrick's Day. It was supposed to be in person. It's a publicly traded company in downtown Raleigh. And uh, they said, hey, we still want you, but we're going to have to do it on Zoom. So all, all the little Brady Bunch had the little Zoom boxes. And yeah. they said, we need you to send us your invoice. I said, uh-oh, Larry Long Jr. ain't got no invoice. <laughs> I went on Google. I found a generic one, <laughs> generic yeah. logo. They said, we need your W-9. I said, what you talking about, Willis? WTF? 
I don't have no W-9. I went to the IRS website, found a W-9. They said, hey, the check will be electronically deposited into your account. I said, hey, can I send y'all some more W-9s? And they brought me back a few more times. Hmm. That's all she wrote. Yeah, wow. Well, and I think part of that, and you you made a, you, I, I like how you put it there, 2018, and then there was progression. And I think that's one of the folks, I, or one of the things I think a lot of folks get caught up in, I know I did, was like, you see this whole thing down the road of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so long and winded and I have to do all this stuff. And it's just that one foot in front of the other. Like you started this a long time ago, you did one keynote, or maybe it was a, you know, a talk in front of a group, you know, like it was a small little step and then it built from there. It didn't happen overnight. You put the work in and then eventually had the opportunity to make the switch. Hey, hey Brian, I think they call it a overnight 20 year success. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, 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 that definitely sums up. That's my middle name. <laughs> yeah. Well, because wouldn't you agree, like, and, and again, if you're coaching folks on this stuff, that if it's anything you want to do, you may not leave your job tomorrow. You may not leave it next year or in two years, but you have to start putting, you know, kind of the irons in the fire so that you at least have the opportunity to make that choice. Because I think, am I right? That's kind of what you, you were able to go in and quit your job because you had this other stuff that you built up. You wouldn't have quit your job if you had none of that. And you're just like, oh, this would be a cool idea. Yeah, right? well, let's keep it real. I didn't quit. And I'm going I'm to be honest with y'all. I don't, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this out loud, but oh, okay. I did not quit. But things happened where I was no longer employed by the company, oh, okay. which uh, they, they, they let the birds soar. Okay. They, they let Fair a brother enough. soar because I, I'll be honest, it was one of those things where I was contemplating quitting, mm. but I said, I pity the fool. Are you stupid or are you dumb? I, I think we're hearing a theme here. I yeah. said, sure, you got two kids, Larry. You got two kids to feed. You got a wife to take care of, a family to take care of. You're going to give up that steady paycheck just like that. You're going to pa pass up that, that monthly commission yeah. just like that, that quarterly. So everything happens for a reason. The plan was in place and yeah. uh, the operation went the way it was supposed to work. <laughs> hey, and sometimes you, sometimes it has to happen that way, right? I'm curious just on your mindset, because obviously you're a very positive guy and uh, very uplifting. And obviously, you know, that comes through in a lot of stuff, on, you know, online people see too, is what was the next day like? So after when, when you didn't have the security of the other role, what was like that day one? What, what I'm just curious. I'll tell you our one. Hercules, okay. It was a celebration. <laughs> okay. I mean, you heard my song. We were doing the happy dance just because it was, it was uh, it was the kick in the butt that I needed. Uh, day one, it was a mix of emotions. It was like, what do I do? I don't go to work now. I don't have a team now. What in the world do I do? So it was really kind of uh, being in a haze of trying to, uh, I guess you would call it fitfo. There's a, a cross country runner at Boston College. He said, fitfo, Larry. I said, what? He said, figure it the freak out. So I was trying to just figure it the freak out. Like, what do I do? But uh, I was blessed because I had engagements mm -hmm. that were coming up that were already planned. Yeah. So I said, huh, maybe now I need to get more engagements. And really those first couple weeks, I realized that it's kind of like the buffet. When you do a lot of things, but you don't do them well, mm -hmm. uh-oh, that ain't good. So when I was able to focus all my attention on LLJR, Ooh, it's been dynamite. It's been what I figured and what I realized is that sometimes 
Uh, there's things that are blocking your progress on this side. And, and sometimes you got to cut those things in order to really soar. And that, that's been my experience. It's just been, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I do know. I've been really fortunate. I've been blessed beyond belief and business is going better than expected. I used to say better than I deserve, but I'm working with a coach who shared with me, Larry, don't ever say that. It's not better than you deserve. You've been putting in this work. I've yeah. been grinding. I've been yeah. I've been doing double duty for some time now. Yeah. Uh, you can rewind back to five years ago from my days at Pendo building my brand, from my days at Channel Advisor out there networking, uh, just uh, being a nighttime networker with my wife saying, why are you going to all these events? Well, what we found is that those relationships mm -hmm. are now starting to come to fruition. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't done any outbound prospecting to date. Now I'm about to, but every each and every business opportunity I've gotten has come to me, yeah. knock on wood. Well, I, and I think that's, you know, even, you know, I'll even make a mention of this, you know, I've been fortunate with this podcast for almost four years now doing it. And, and actually more probably over the last year, year and a half, I have a lot of folks that reach out to want to be in the podcast or whatever. I reached out to you specifically, because I wanted to talk with you because one, one, we hadn't connected because we obviously were in the same area and, and we had a lot of overlap with people. Um, but we never personally uh, had a conversation. And I said, I want to have you on here because your story is very inspiring, what you've done, because I've seen, and I don't know if, you know, don't get a big head with this. I don't think you will. Like I've seen your work of the last handful of years on LinkedIn and, and messages and videos and, and always giving back and, and different networking events. So what you just mentioned, like I've seen it from afar. And that's why I reached out. I said, dude, I got to have you on the podcast because I like the leap you took. I want to learn about it, where you can help folks. So just a kudos to you. You have been putting in the work and, and you're getting rewarded for it because, and you, by the way, you put in the right work. You've been positive and uplifting, which I'm all about. You're like It hasn't been negative or crap. You certainly could have spent the time in, a, in another way. And some people do, but you took it to be positive and uplifting. So just wanted to say those, those words to you. I appreciate it. And for all yeah. your listeners, I encourage you to go out there and make deposits, relationship deposits, yeah. community deposits. It's one of those things where, and I tell this story all the time. I used to own an indoor baseball and softball academy. I remember going to Bank of America, trying to withdraw money. And they laughed at me. They said, oh, you got jokes. Are you a comedian? I said, I'm a struggling comedian. They said, you're right. You can't make a withdrawal because you haven't made any deposits. It's the same thing in relationships. So many times people want to take, 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 take. It's like you can't take if you haven't given. You're overdrawn. Come on, Cletus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually probably a good overlap, and, and maybe we'll chat about this for a bit, is around sales. You know, we both from the sales world. It's people expect just, oh, I'm in a sales world. I'm going to make some phone calls, and people are going to buy some product from me. And it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You know, like you have to build up the relationship and you have to build up the, um, I, I use the word empathy, right? Is like understanding the people you're working with, what they're going through, how do you help them? And in turn, right, there's an exchange of value right, on both ends. But I'm curious if, I want to actually ask this very odd question. I, I can go really deep with this. I'm going to be very broad. What bugs you the most right now about sales? Like oh, go, what's going, whatever's going on in the sales world in 2021 as we're recording this, what bugs you the most? Like what, is there like a pet peeve you have? Not necessarily a pet peeve, but I call it an opportunity area for improvement. Mm 
Okay. And uh, when you look at the industry, the professionalism, and what I mean by that, if you're going to call yourself a sales professional, mm-hmm. you better start acting like it. And what I see just in my every day, I have the opportunity to coach. I have my, the opportunity to consult. There's a lot of sales amateurs out there. They're masquerading as professionals and they're doing it all wrong. And I don't put the entire blame on the individuals there. There is responsibility there, but I look at the leadership, the sales leadership. And that's really where I've started. The focus is for the leaders. What are you doing? Not what are you writing or what are you dreaming? What are you doing to help make sure that your reps, the individual contributors, SDRs, account executives, enterprise, I don't care what acronym you call them, but we got to make sure that they're professionals. And when I think about professionals, I see you got the Jerry Rice behind you. My favorite player of all time, man. man. How, how, how often, and I don't know if Allen Iverson listens to this, but how often was Jerry Rice working on practice? We're talking about practice, Allen, not the game. Running so those the hills, run those hills behind the stadium. That's that right. How many yep. times are you working on your craft? Right. I'm, I'm doing a presentation tomorrow, five minutes. I practice for at least two hours on a five-minute presentation. Now, I'm doing it to my peers, so I want to make sure it goes off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what it takes to be a professional. What are you doing when no one's watching? Are you getting in extra reps? Are you doing role plays with your colleagues or do you take the easy route and just do what almost everyone else is doing and just kind of wing it, just, yeah. just kind of, kind of, kind of spitting in the wind. Come on now. So that that's the biggest area of opportunity. There's a second one close second. It really comes to the MBS, your mind, your body, and your soul. I talked to a team earlier and uh, I shared, Hey, what are you doing to prevent burnout? What are you doing to let your reps know that you actually care? that you're investing in them as people, because if they're not right as a person, faith, family, friends, fun, finances, fitness, philanthropy, those are my seven Fs. Philanthropy has an asterisk by it. And career, how are they going to get results on your scoreboard? So those are kind of the top two. Yeah. Well, and and do you find it because those sales amateurs, as you're saying, get promoted to sales leadership, that that's, it's like you're teaching. It's almost like, you know, you see a kid that, you know, is maybe not the best kid in the world. I don't blame the kid. I blame the parents because the parents are the one that's, that's teaching them and instilling those. Would you agree with that? Yeah. It's a combination of folks who aren't ready for sales leadership being put into leadership positions. And then who's training those leaders. I mean, when you think about it, most, most organizations it's your top rep. Who's top of the leaderboard? Hey, we need you to be a manager. Hey, we need you to be a director. We don't even know if you're cut out to invest in other people. You were great as an individual contributor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can talk about my baseball experience at University of Maryland. Our coach was the opening day starter as a pitcher for uh, for the San Francisco Giants. Our pitching staff had the worst ERA in the ACC. We were one of the worst pitching staffs. How does that happen? Well, he could do it himself, but being able to connect with others, being able to elevate others, that just wasn't the strong suit. And that happens all the time. As a rep, I can do it all on my own. Well, what are you going to do when you have a team of eight 
Are you going to close every deal for them? No, it's impossible. Sometimes it's the mediocre. And I'm not saying that we want to hire for mediocre. I think T.I., the great philosopher T.I. said, I don't want no mediocre. But essentially, sometimes it's those that have to be students of the game. Your, uh, your, your, your best coaches aren't necessarily the best players. They're the ones that had to put the, the thought process behind it. You're Phil Jackson's of the world. He's a wizard. He wasn't a, a, a he might've been an all-star, but he wasn't a superstar. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you're right about that. And, and actually, you know, if you, if you take the, the top reps, the top performers, they're doing it their own way. It's it, sometimes you can't replicate that because they do have intangibles that, they have charisma, maybe, or they have stuff that other reps don't have. You have to, they have to have other ways around it. You know, there's other ways to get to the, the final destination, I guess, if you will. And whatever way they're doing it doesn't always work. Right. So true. You know, so true. I mean, I, I think that's what gets missed a lot when I'm you know looking at and, and talking with sales folks and, and, you know, other folks and peers around me is just like, and a lot of folks too, I feel, and I don't, I don't know if maybe it's just because there's so much noise out there. I feel a lot of younger reps are lost. Like they don't know where to go. They don't know what information because there's so much noise out there versus maybe years ago, it was like, well, I would talk to just someone close by or maybe a mentor here. Now it's like, everyone says everything about sales. I don't know. Do you find that a lot of the younger reps are confused or? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, who's leading the leaders. Once again, it starts with the leadership as an organization. It's your responsibility from the top to make sure that your reps, your your individual contributors have the resources that they need. So I think it really, it starts with leadership, but there is responsibility on the reps to figure out where do I need to go? Who who do I need to speak with? Uh, I'm reading a book right now, uh, three is three feet from gold. Uh, It talks about five years from now, you're gonna be the exact same person that you are today with the exception of the books you read the content that you consume mm-hmm. and the people that you meet, the, the relationships that you develop. And that's so true. I always like to ask the coaches, who's your coach? Yeah. You're a sales leader. Who's leading you? Who's giving you direction? What are you working on? What are your strong points? Where are your areas of opportunity? And for these, the areas of opportunity, what are you doing? What actions are you taking to step that up? Yeah. A lot of times it's like a deer in the headlights, crickets, crickets, crickets. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a problem. Well, and, and actually maybe on the sales rep, I'm curious your thoughts. Like if you were going in and working with an organization and you were, you know, talking with the, the sales team, is there something like how do how does a sales professional find their weakness or where they could improve the most? Is there any exercise or practice you go through things for them to to kind of pull the curtain back? I, just kind of curious from your perspective. Yeah, when I was when I was a practitioner working with my team, we had 13 points and uh, really it was five buckets. It's kind of like I think in basketball, they look for the five tool player in sales. I want the five tool player, but there's some sub tools. So essentially, number one company. Do you understand the who, what, when, where, why and how of how we get down? Uh, Number two, industry or industries. Do you know what's going on? The pulse of the industries. Mm -hmm. Number three, the product. You better know the product inside and out 
but we got some problems. Number four, tools and resources. That's internal, it's external, it's actual tools, but it's also people that you can leverage cross-functionally cross within the organization. Your network outside, your network is your net worth. And then number five is your selling skills. All the way from time management, pipeline management, discovery, prospecting, demo, closing, negotiating, you name it. And, and what we would do is, the rep would do a self-evaluation, scale of one to 10, where you at, give me a little bit of color. And then I'm going to go ahead and let me let you know where you're at. And then I'm also going to talk to your colleagues. Now we got the peer review. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when I played baseball in Maryland, Kevin Haberbush, we'd go in the cage and he'd ask me to throw him three buckets and he wanted to throw me one. No, Cam, let's go three to two. I'll throw you three. You give me, you give me two, but I need that feedback. What am I doing? Am I, am I stepping in the bucket? Now I've got a different set of eyes that's sharing with me, hey, this is going to take you from a seven to an 8.5. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to level up. Well, and you know, it's so interesting. You brought something up that really could open up a big can of worms. I don't think this is just sales related. This is just life in general is it's one thing to get feedback, but it's another to accept the feedback <laughs> as the, as the person receiving it and being open to that critical, you know, insight, or maybe it's something that, you know, someone's telling you you're doing wrong or, or, or incorrectly. It's how we accept that. Do you find that's a struggle as well of actually getting to the next step is I have to accept the feedback. I have to be open to and willing to hear it. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's, there's something called a growth mindset, but it's gotta be coupled with an action mindset. I can read all the books in the world. I can talk to all the smart mentors that are out there. Yep. But if I don't put anything in the action, it's all for naught. I might as well, shame on me. I might as well not have wasted anyone else's time. Might as well not wasted my time. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's kind of like when I hit a green in regulation. Yep. My buddies look at each other and they say, uh-oh, what's he going to do with it now? Is he going to three-putt it or yeah. is he going to four-putt it? Shoot, this time he might even five-putt it. So essentially, the question is, now that you know all this stuff, because there's, there's, there's content everywhere. Yeah. There's information overload. You go to Google, go to YouTube, go to LinkedIn. You can go anywhere to find information. But the question is, what you going to do about it? Yeah. There, I think if you don't put the act, if you don't, if you want to change, I, and I talk about this a lot is like, it's one thing to want to change. You have to commit to that change. And that's, I think what you're talking about, the actionable items, you have to commit to putting in the time and energy and exploring and experimenting and stuff to, to get to that next level, with, whatever with that next level is. Yep. With a background in sports, you see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, how many folks are out there pounding range balls? Yeah. And if you're not out there, how can you expect to shoot in the seventies or the eighties? You're going to be a bum just like me who never practices. I take the Allen Iverson approach. We talking about practice. Nah, just the yeah. game. I just want to get out there on the course. I don't want to put in that time to actually lower my score. There's no mystery to it, Brian. There's no, there's no magic pixie dust. Yeah. There's no silver bullet. Well, I'll take it even one step deeper, especially in a golf setting is how many folks are out there pounding range balls that should be on the chipping green or should be putting like they see like, Oh, I got to hit it better. Do you, or it, do you hit it good enough? Now, maybe you don't cause you said you hit erratic, but I think you, I think you're underestimating yourself, but uh, we'll see that when we go out and tee it up. But is if, if you're only hitting like, and you're trying to, I, I need the perfect swing. Why? If you get it in play, I used to, when I used to teach um, 
golf, you know, for a living full time, one of the big things I used to say to my students, especially the the beginner ones, I said, think of it like this. Like if you played every hole as basically getting in six, right? Double bogey, right? You just have to hit an average tee shot just somewhere out there. You have to somehow dribble it up. It doesn't have to be a great hit. And then somehow get on the green. You might even make a five. You might two putt to get a five. You can shoot 90, like if it's a par 72, by playing fairly average to below average, if you can just plot your way around. But what do most folks do? They try to hit the, you know, the hero shot out of the trees. And you know what I'm talking about. We've all been Guilty as charged. There you go. So, but if you just plot your way along, so that's why the going back to is like, I, I think taking action, but, um, and I'm curious, maybe your thoughts on this, maybe you disagree is taking the right action sometime, knowing when to not do things and knowing when to take the leap, maybe as you have, and do some other things that are going to be impactful for you, even if it's not the uh, popular opinion, you know? Yeah, so, so important. And it's one of those things where if you do what everyone else is doing, chances are you're going to get the same results that everyone else is getting. Uh, it's uh, the definition of insanity. I mean, you got to, you got to, there, there's a saying, if it ain't broke, the traditional saying is don't fix it. Uh, I like if it ain't broke, break it and shake it and flip it upside down. Let's look for ways that we can do things differently to get different results. And uh, it might not be the popular. That's that game right there of me putting away the big dog, the driver. Uh, uh, I'm just hard headed. But if I was serious about going low and scoring, that's what I would do. But it's one of those things where sometimes that ego, sometimes the, the just not knowing it'll hurt you and it'll sting you and it ain't pretty. I can tell you some of my scores, they ain't pretty. Well, we'll see that. We'll see that soon enough. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, what, uh, let me ask you this. You actually, obviously you being big into networking and have been, what are, what's the encouragement for folks? And again, I don't want to pick on the younger generation. I'm an older millennial, but sometimes it's harder to get out there and meet folks. And especially in the digital world we live in, is there any encouragement you'd make on how you would coach folks to get out there and network better or to make new relationships, people that they haven't ever met before? Yeah. Number one, stop making excuses. Number two, like Nike said, just do it. You got to take that first step. And the first step is a simple intro. Hi, how you doing? Would love the opportunity for 15 minutes, can we grab a virtual coffee, 15 minutes, so I can get to understand your journey, the keys to your success, any pitfalls. Your average person, and even your above average person, is going to say yes. There's not too many a-holes, not nice people, that are going to turn down a sincere uh, request. Now, they might say, hey, you can catch me at this event. Uh, that'll be a perfect opportunity because I can't talk to everyone one-on-one, but you've got to put out the asks and you've got to be specific about what do you want to get out of them? You got to come with something of of your own and not just be a me monster. Me, 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 take, 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 take. No, I would love to chat with you and learn more about you as well as share something that, that might benefit you and your team. And some of the younger folks are like, what can I share? Well, you said it. I'm an older dude. I got, I'm older and wiser. I got some grades. I want to know what's that voice of the millennial? What's going on uh, at the millennial level? What's hot? What's not? Do I need to be on TikTok? Do I need to freshen up my dance moves so I can get on TikTok? Yeah. Help a brother out. So don't ever underestimate 
the value that you bring to the table and the point of view, but also come in humble, come in with just a, a, a learning spirit, a giving spirit. I come in peace. What's uh, what's been the biggest uh, what's been the biggest obstacle you've overcome in your life? Oh, in my life. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, you can take. I mean, you can take your adult life. You can take your career if you want. But I, I like to just broaden it and, and see where you go with it. Yeah, I, I, a couple come to come to uh, come to mind right now. It's really I'm fighting against myself. The, the FUD, the fear, the uncertainty and the doubt. It's actually the first chapter of my book that I'm working on, the story that you tell yourself. And the story I'm telling myself sometimes isn't the accurate story. I, I, I tell a story that's just not, it's not positive, it's not productive, it's not true, yeah. and it's talking trash. Now, the, the, the second obstacle, I still fight through this every day. I lost my father five and a half years ago. And my father was my best friend, my biggest supporter. That was just my dog. And I lost him physically. He's still with me emotionally and in spirit. But it's uh that that's a that's another chapter in my book, Lessons Learned from My Pops. Uh he had a, a, a he had a tough journey coming out of the projects, uh Baltimore City. Mm. But um, yeah, that that's something that's a big void that's uh that's just just uh inside of me. And that's that's also an inspiration that inspires me each and every day. I think they say carpe diem to yep. seize each and every day. Absolutely. Yeah, when when you because obviously you're very uplifting again, very positive energy and stuff. So maybe someone hearing that you have fear and uncertainty and doubt would be shocked. Yep. How do you manage that? That I mean, what what are is there any practices you go through? Is there anything to level set? What what, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own outlets. Like I told you, I'm Tiger Woods's cousin. Larry hit it in the woods, so golf is my outlet. I mean, that, that's where I can get out with nature, and it's a challenge against myself spending time with the fam, but also the people that you spend time with. I mean, I'm blessed. My wife is just amazing. My two kids, uh, super energized. I don't know where they get it from. They must get it from their mama, but it's awesome just to be around them, just that positive energy and just, they're, they're just great people. My mom, my friends, my colleagues, the company that you keep, my mentors, my mini mentors in, in different seasons. It just, uh, and then my coach, I got to give a shout out to Kristen Frady. My coach is unbelievable, absolute game changer. And I'll be honest, I was kind of teetering to not invest in coaching. I was like, oh, I, I put on this armor, also known as ego. I don't need no coach, even though I knew that I did. But knowing is different than doing. I know I'm not supposed to eat fried foods, but you ask me what time it is, Brian, yeah. it's blow time. I ended up buying stock. <laughs> In Bojangles, because I love it so much, but it's one of those things where I knew it. And I actually, I'm, I'm proud of myself for actually taking that first step, I think is what you call it, yep. and actually moving forward with coaching. It's been an absolute game changer. She holds me accountable. She calls me on my BS. She challenges me to not be good with being good, but to have that Mamba mentality and take it to greatness. And I just, I owe a ton 
to her. And my wife was like, you don't need no coach. I'm your coach. Give me that money. And now <laughs> she's like, Ooh, she's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, 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 well, this goes back to what you mentioned with like sales leadership is like, who, you know, who are you learning from? Who are you getting from? And, and we, if we take the sports analogy, I mean, take any top athlete, gosh, you don't have to be a top athlete. You have your trainers and your, you know, sports psychologists and your masseuse and all this stuff. You have a whole team around you. So it's like, why do we have as individuals not have those same folks that we can look up to? We can talk, we can kind of give ideas. I, I absolutely a hundred percent agree. I mean, I, my, you know, my coach, uh, Rich Keller has been the same, um, in the last two years working with him has been unbelievable. I mean, it's been game changer. So, I mean, I, I certainly agree with you on that hundred percent. Um, you said something, I, I want to just go back to, you, you mentioned in passing that you're writing a book. What, what was the decision to write a book? And then how are you actually going around the process to write it? Oh man, you called me out, dude. You're making me blush. The book is called Jolt. This is my artwork right now. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I am not a strong writer. I'm I'm okay, short form, less than a thousand words. But when it gets long form, once again, my mind starts playing tricks on me, kind of like the ghetto boys said. But uh, I knew that I needed to get my story out. And I've been doing a midweek, midday motivational minute. I think I just hit episode 70, right around 70 episodes every week. And I said, hey, I'm going to pick the top seven, those seven that really are near and dear to my heart. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and work with a ghostwriter to get this book, to share my story. And of course, I'm going to do the audio book. Watch out now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's been it's been one of the most challenging projects that I've ever worked on. But it's been so fulfilling to see it kind of mold into my words and now officially turning in this manuscript is turning into an actual book. Who would have thunk it, Brian? <laughs> it's amazing, man. You you put pen to paper and uh, and to see it come. Well, you see over my shoulder here. That's my first children's book, Luke's first round of golf, um, that came out earlier this year. But same thing. It like you just have to you have to do it, and you have to put the time in and investment. And and yeah, all the am I good enough? What are, what are, what am I me doing writing a book and all? Yeah, all that stuff you go through. Is there a uh, launch date that you have, or is it still in the works? I had a launch date December 11th. That would have been the six-year anniversary of my father's passing. Uh, after speaking to experts, they said, you don't want to publish a book November, December. So right now we're looking at that right date in January or early February of 2022. So I'm, I'm super excited. I talked to another gentleman who said, you don't really have a book unless you have a set launch date. So I'm kind of in never ever land, but I really have a book. It's going to be coming out in early 2022. I'm, uh, I'm excited about it just because it's one of those projects, it's a passion project. And my goal, I'm not trying to sell a million copies. I wanna impact lives. And really I, I wanted to be a legacy for my kids mm -hmm. to know not just me, but also my mom, my father. And uh, I, think, I think the message is gonna help people. The, the subtitle is zapping you into intentionality, rediscover and believe in your inner greatness. You've worked with you've worked with athletes, you've worked with people. We all have inner greatness. We all have superpowers, but sometimes we misplace it. Sometimes we can't find it. And I'm here to give you that jolt and zap you into being able to find it and believing in and then acting on your inner greatness. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Are, are people going to be able to pre-order at a certain time? I just want to, I want to put some stuff in the show notes. I want to, I want to help you out if I can. What's the, are you, by the way, I guess I'll ask, are you self-publishing? Or are you going through a publisher? Uh, you're, you're me, myself, and I, like De La Soul said. <laughs> so I'm pretty much, I'm building the plane as this sucker is flying. I'm learning so much about the marketing plan, mm-hmm. uh, about the publishing process, the self-publishing. So yes, yes, and more yes. There will be pre-orders. Keep an eye on my website, www.larrylongjr.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> no, man, that's awesome. Well, let me ask you that. I could go on for hours probably talking to you. I know we, we have uh, both have a stop here soon. Let me ask you this. So let's go back, and, and I want you to think about someone that's getting started in anything. It, we can always think they're younger, but it could be someone that's 60 years old and wants to start a business. I don't know. What have you learned over the years? Maybe would be the most impactful insight, um, advice, could be a quote, anything that you would share to kind of give them that jolt to get started and, and go on in their journey. Yeah. Uh, like Nike said, you got to just do it. You you can plan and plan and plan and, and you should have a plan and it should be written down. But at some point, I think the saying is the rubber meets the road. I don't even know what that means. But what I take that as is at some point, you got you to do something. You got to do something. And from my experience, the fear of failure can be debilitating. It, it'll make you freeze. That's I used to own an indoor baseball softball academy. It wasn't successful. I lost a lot of money. Took a while. The, the, the PTSD, uh, I guess the, the scar tissue, Uh, really was debilitating for me making this jump most recently. So I just encourage anyone listening to really believe in yourself. Be bold. Be brave. Give it a try. Take a chance. And guess what? If you fail, it's okay. Fail forward. Make sure that you take those notes. I can tell you that the lessons I learned from my baseball academy not working out I'm using that now with my business. I'm making sure I understand my numbers and not just batting averages, stolen bases, home runs, RBIs, but I'm understanding my income statement, my balance sheet, and more importantly, the statement of cash flows. Where's the cash? (laughs) So I just encourage you, go for it. If you're you're contemplating, you're kind of weeble wobbling on that balance, go ahead and move forward. Awesome, man. Larry, where can everyone find you online? Where's the best place to say hello? Ah, uh, best place is on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr. I got a smile for a mile. I got the face for radio. I think I got the gold mic in my profile. You'll be able to see, yeah, that's that crazy cat, LinkedIn. I got a website as well, LarryLongJr.com. But uh, my jam, I'm on LinkedIn almost every day. Larry, this has been incredible, man. I'm I'm so glad to, uh, hopefully we'll meet in person here soon, maybe on the golf course in the first tee somewhere. Um but I'm glad to uh, glad to be in your circle. Glad to get to chat with you on this. And thank you so much for uh, for sharing your insight and journey today. Oh, it's been an honor and privilege. I appreciate you, Brian. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview. And thanks again for stopping by. And just one more quick thing before you run along in your day. If you were looking for some more resources, some more insight, you know, inspiration, things to get you going a little bit further on your journey, feel free to head over to my website, brianondraco.com forward slash subscribe, and you can sign up for my weekly newsletter that comes out. That's more of a digest of a lot of information that I discover throughout the week, whether it's a new podcast I listen to, or maybe it's a great follow online that's very insightful or a video I came across. 
I put that in a digestible form that you get once a week, as well as I blog three times a week. And these are very micro-type blogs, one to five-minute reads. They hit your inbox Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, and maybe give you a little dose of inspiration to get you going on your day. So feel free to sign up for those if it's something you might find as value. Thanks again for listening in. I hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.